Right. So right here, I have a list in front of me. And then on this list includes Gemma Collins in I'm a Celebrity, the evergreen boat blocking the Suez Canal, Tottenham being top of the Premier League, the milk in your fridge, Leeds when they redesigned their badge in 2018, Britney Spears' first marriage, Gary Neville at Valencia, John Eisner versus Nicholas Mahu in Wimbledon in 2010. That time KFC ran out of chicken. Ali Dia's original contract at Southampton. And Sam Allardyce as England manager. What do all these have in common? That lasted longer than the Super League. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking stat that is to start on, eh, boys? Well then. I'm glad you got it, Jim. I've made, I don't know. I don't know what you know what? You about. know what gave it away? I was really working hard to try and think of what it was, and you know what gave it away? The Sam Allardyce says England manager one gave it yeah. away fully. No, I, I was didn't, like, didn't have an idea. Man, I, 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 it's embarrassing the amount of time I spent writing that down before we started. But there we go. It was worth it. It was hundred percent worth it. It was genius. Mate, mate. In that time, I found out that Allardyce had a one-month contract. Okay. Anyway, you can start us off now with how we're gonna, how, what we, what's happening. Okie dokie. So as you know, we there was no recording last week. Um, so I'm just gonna roll off the Premier League games that we missed and the results. I'm not as good as the commentator for Sky Sports, but we'll give it a good go. Everton versus Spurs. <laughs> Everton two, Spurs two. Man's trying to be Alan Lambert right here, right here. <laughs> Newcastle versus West Ham. Newcastle three, West Ham two. Even though he do, he does Newcastle United and all that stuff, but I'm, I'm not that type of guy. I bet it's so, like yeah. you, you're gonna you're gonna go fully in or no? No. no I was no, gonna say no. he goes he goes he goes like um. He names a bloody football club Premier and when he was bloody fan. He names, he names the shit. entire four name. Um, yeah. Wolverhampton no, no, Wanderers versus there Sheffield United. Wolverhampton Wanderers won. Sheffield United nil. Why do I sound a bit like I'm trying to be David Attenborough? It's... You know what the worst thing is? You know what the worst thing is? He's slipping into that African commentator. You know the one that laughs. Wolverhampton Wanderers won. Next game is the big six. Arsenal uh, one, Fulham one. Manchester United also big six three, Burnley one. I don't I don't think these results count do they because they're not in our league. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't also, know why you're reading got, these eight four down. They're got, not in our league. Got another not? big six club here. Uh, Leeds versus Liverpool, one one. Another big six club. Uh, Chelsea nil against Brighton nil. And then we've got another big six club who actually won the fucking. You know what I mean? Game Spurs versus Southampton. Spurs two, Southampton one. And then we got another big six club, uh, Villa versus Man City. Villa one, City two. And then we got Leicester. Uh, <laughs> I mean Leicester. <laughs> Leicester City versus West Brom. Leicester won three nil. That was so American. It was unreal. Leicester. Leicester. 
And then that's the games we missed, and we yeah. can move on to the games that have just happened over the weekend. Well, uh, late week into the uh, into weekend until folded into each other though, didn't yeah. they? With the whole Champions League and oh. the FA Cup and well, the Carabao. So we'll quickly cover these games because a lot of them are really boring games, and then we'll get into some interesting juicy shit with the EFL final. Shall um, we do the boring one of them all? What, Arsenal versus Everton or Leeds versus Man United? Leeds well, versus Man United. But Leeds versus Man United, bro. Okay, uh, Leeds versus Man United. Nil there's nil. only one there's only one thing I've gotta say. It was it was nil nil, but how do you I understand you not conceding against a team that's let's be honest, can score loads, but also ship loads of goals. And you didn't either. You didn't concede loads, but you didn't score at all. Against oh, the just compared wank. to the six-two before, yeah, it was just wank. It was, it was absolutely double. atrocious. And this atrocious. is a team who wants to like win the Premier League one day that we're fortunate enough to be in. Thank you, Premier League. But uh, we'll get onto that later. Anyway, not thank you, Glazers. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Premier League, for showing us mercy. Well, there hasn't been any decision on that yet, has there? No, but. At the moment, I'm saying thank you. Okay. Um, but yeah, I can move on from that game. I don't have nothing to say. It was disappointing. It is what it is. That's all I wanted to say is that you didn't ship any goals against a team that's scoring loads, but you didn't score a load of go- a goals against a team that ship a load as well. So I know. you think it would have been a blockbuster, like yeah. like a 5-2, 3-4, anything like just, that. Just somebody getting a clouting. That's all I wanted. I know, but... Either one of you, but none of you did it. And I was like, oh, sick. Speaking of Clartons. Uh, the... You took the words right out of my mouth. Speaking of Clartons, Burnley against Wolves. <laughs> one job. As a West Brom fan, it was. I'm not going to say I supported them, but it's the one time I wanted them to win. And they have feasted. They've. they've, they've They've rigged the system. They did it on purpose. I'm 100%. I don't even care if it comes out that they accidentally didn't mean it on purpose or anything like that. It, they did it on purpose. They sat in that dressing room. Nuno went, lads, we lose this. Let Burnley win. We can send Albion down next week. Well, that's exact. That's exact. He didn't. He didn't. You know, you say like, oh, the team sheets here and like the formations here. No, nah, no. Nah. He wiped that away. Put a big whiteboard there and say, "Lose to Burnley," and then he wiped that off when all the lads were in, and he went relegate WBA next week. That's what he did. He was like, "Don't they, no they can't relegate you next week, though." So that's a bonus. I know because we'll talk about it, okay. It wouldn't have mattered either way. No matter what, they wouldn't have been able to relegate. Nah, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Uh... Let's do some quick maths. I'll, I'll do the maths for you. They're seven points behind Brighton right now, and even no, if not. Brighton win next not. week and they're West Brom, they're nine points. Okay, they're nine points behind Brighton. It doesn't matter either way. If Brighton after no. next week, you know, after next week, they'll they'll still have twelve points to play for. Yeah, but uh, it's goal difference, bro. Brighton won by six. It. Well, they won't mathematically be relegated. It's like it's like it's like when they say. City needs so many points to win the Premier League because of the goal difference between United and City. They say that still mathematically wouldn't be able to. Yeah, in in well, Wolves fans' eyes, they would have sent them down. Yeah, because they're minus thirty-four and Brighton are minus six. 
Because you're you're also banking the fact that the two teams above them won't lose. All the... Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I understand that, but like it it would be the whole thing of if if, if we lost. Uh, Obviously, they had one the thing job. is, there's still a chance. If, let's say if Burnley, Southampton, and Newcastle lose is... all their games, they're eleven points ahead of West Brom at the minute. There, there means... is one saving grace about that match. Is that an ex Albion player absolutely clotted them? That's the only saving grace. An ex Albion player absolutely stonked them. Christopher Wood. Yeah. Hat trick, mate. He was sensational. Like, where, he is. Where, you say, where did he get that performance it... from, though? Like, he ain't scored a hat trick in a seven since in seven and a half years. That was his last hat trick. But like, even so, would you say that Chris Wood has been one of the most consistent bottom half Premier League strikers in the last like ten years? Mm, probably not. I'm trying to think of someone who got relegated with him last. Was it Wilson? Callum Callum Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, he's only been there like two, three years. The reason he's saying that is because Wood scored ten plus goals not the last five years in a row. Like he's just been consistently good in a in in a Burnley side. Like think about it, Burnley don't they've only I think they've only really pushed Europe for Europe once in the like last four or five years, and like. Like, but like, they've always been like that. Oh, we'll just avoid relegation. That'll do us, kind of team. And Chris Wood has been the because it brings in enough point. money. Because he ain't greedy like other people. But um, yeah. Say again. What? I mean, I completely miss that. I said they're bringing enough money by surviving in the Premier League each year. They ain't greedy like other people. Oh. Okay, that, that, I don't know why that took me so long. Jesus Christ! But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Would you say? Would you say he's been? Okay, I wouldn't say the best, but one of the best lower league Premier League strikers, like consistently over the um... last ten years. He has, for me, he, he always gets goals. There's, there's, he's like, a, I, know, um... I, know, I know who he is. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, like, he, but he's always scoring. He's always consistently good. He's always like popping up here and there. Like, and he, he's, he's hold up, build up play, and just the way he just hassles defenders all the time. I think he's, he's quite dope. Oh, I'd definitely have him back if, if I was, let's say, if I was uh, a West Ham that was looking for a target man, I'd definitely go and buy him. Why not? Yeah, fucking hell. Scored ten. Sorry, me? Ten. 14, that was his best season last year mm. and then 10 this year, but he's still got games left to score more. Exactly, that's so, what I mean. Just consistently, like if you're a West Ham... He needs Ham, to work on his assists though. Because he's only got seven assists in 132 appearances. He's got four oh, five yeah, goals. Like, like, obviously... He's your typical striker. He's your typical... striker. I won't give a shit, will he? Yeah, he's your typical target man. Like smash it up to him or play it into his feet he'll pass it on and wait for the cross to come in and flick it <sighs> on as I'm saying if you're if you're West Ham and you need a target man or some kind of striker would you play it safe and go for him because I would personally like as, as an I know I'm an Albion fan and saying that our strikers are whack and I like Dianya but if if we stayed up and Dianya left I'd definitely go in for Chris Wood again I'd get him back 100% 100% I'd have him back if what if, it, sorry if if if, if we would down. stay 
Yeah, no, not if even if Burnley went down, if we were to stay up and Diania left, I'd hundred percent go back in for him. I wouldn't even like. I yeah, but even I feel like because obviously with what he's he wouldn't done, join. He hundred percent wouldn't join. I think it cost a bit of money for just the way by looking yeah, at. Yeah, he's like you're taking you're taking Burnley's best striker because Ashley Barnes is. He's a bit dead weight now, and Jared Rodriguez isn't consistent enough. Matic Vidra is all right. So if you let's say you go up to Sean Dyche tomorrow, and he goes, "All right, Jim, how you doing? You know what I mean? Hey, you want to mark Chris Wood off me? How much more? You know what I mean? How much would you put in if you go all right? I'd put in a nice because obviously they'd be driving their price up. I'd be trying to drive the price down, so I'd start a nice twenty million. 20 mil for Chris Wood. started 20 million. That's a bit harsh, mate. 20 million. I was thinking well, at least 35. Go, That's so yeah, high. Considering how much... What? I'd, I'm, mate, I'm saying game for like 10, 12. Are you gonna, yeah, say, I, I would have said would. that. I, I would have said would. that. But for how much we paid for Rondon and how much Newcastle were going to I think he's for. literally probably a 30 to 40 million pound player if you're going to buy him. Nah, no, I wouldn't not. pay that much. Especially not with Kogan. There's no money. I'm, I'm, okay, I keep forgetting about COVID, but on the general market, if COVID weren't about you, I'd say if I put in twenty, they'd go thirty. I'd say twenty. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even go anywhere Mate, near twenty. Can we remember? Like Andy Carroll cost fifty million. He wasn't nowhere near worth fifty million. It cost thirty-five. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's not. He was nowhere near that. Yeah, but that was also in January, and in January the prices are always higher. Liverpool yeah, had just lost their striker, so they were panic buying, and we all know that. And they also bought Suarez for less money, like twenty million, and you saw how much of a success he was. Yeah, I know. You have you have got to think of the times though, because like I know times are changing. Like Torres, a Torres bit. was worth fifty million at the time, but Liverpool got the better end of the deal. You know yeah, what I mean? If, if, yeah. if, if Burnley, if, Torres... if, if we went to Burnley and they said twenty million for Chris Wood, I wouldn't even bother negotiating. I'd, obviously, okay. So if they if they come in and went oh, 18 so million, shall I see his, like... his value, Chris Wood's value? Just the yeah. Chris Wood value. You carry on talking though. But like, if if say I don't know, they come in, I come in and went, <laughs> we're interested in Chris Wood, and they turn around and went, oh, 18 million. I'd be like, okay, 13. And they'd be like, 16. I'd be like, 14 and a half. I think I'd, I'd still go out and buy him. Like the, princi- the, the main principle of it is not the money-wise, but like the main principle of it is would you get Chris Wood? And personally, yeah, I'd, I'd 100% have him. 100%. Sorry. Um... Yeah, not for that kind of money. Like I said, I think he's only worth ten to twelve million at, at most. And I don't think that's I think, all. That, I think that's all they'll ever get for him. I think, um, I think Dwight McNeil will be try and be sniped again this year by somebody because he's a he's a talent. Dwight McNeil, he's a talent, but the way he plays suits what, Burnley what, so much. What, what, I was going to say, what team does it suits? Yeah, the majority I mean. of higher up teams now play inverted wingers and stuff, and he's not he's, he's a natural winger. That's um, why I said like he will try and be sniped. I think he'll stay at Burnley for a a, a good amount of time, but I think somebody will try and snipe him again. The second that he moves to a different team higher up in the league, they'll play him on the right wing, and obviously he's yeah. so much more suited to the left. 
he's so much more suited to being on his left foot on the left whipping and the crossing ball. it yeah yeah he can he can be on the right. He showed that from like corners and that when he's floating about on the right hand side, yeah. or he gets switched over. He can shoot and stuff like that. My God, so, do you remember that goal so, he scored? So what's a the verdict? Oh, he's uh, worth seven point two million. Yeah, yeah, it's worth all. Anyway, and I literally I, I used the same website and I looked at uh, Salah and Mbappe. Salah was worth ninety nine million and Mbappe was worth one hundred forty four. I was like, it's a bit right then. Yeah, it's like. Like, apart from oh, the man. money, obviously, I just I was just spitballing like fees and that. But like the principle is is that I'd hundred percent have him. I would. I'd have Chris Wood. Well, you reckon fifteen million would, would be a fair deal? Huh? In West Brom, West Brom go fifteen mil. Do you reckon that's a fair deal? Or do you go ten ten and a half mil or eleven mil with the clauses to rise up to fifteen mil? It depends. If if, if obviously he's market twenty nine seven. Yeah, if his market value is seven, I'd probably put, probably try and squeeze nine because they want to make a profit. And if they go nine mil, that's fine. Nine mil sick. But if they go R oh, twelve, then I'll go ten and a half. And it all depends and if he's got clauses in his contract if that they have to yeah. pay him, which is yeah, I'd say ten and a half rise into twelve. And the stipulation of him rising to twelve will be like fifty goals. Um. Right, do you want to move on to the next game then after that yeah. nice, interesting uh, topic? Uh, we'll do Arsenal Everton because that was a, a lame game. Um, Everton won 1 0, Leno own goal. And got oh, a Scooby Doo what he was doing. Mate, compare Leno's performance to Martinez's against Albion and you'll just see the difference. I'll just, just compare. I was having this conversation at work. Bro. And like. Yeah, it, like just, the just, idea that Arsenal let Martinez go. Their best Leno. keeper. Leno, Leno, Leno is a fantastic keeper. Don't get me wrong. And he pro- uh, overall, I just feel lucky though. See Arsenal set up with his time at Arsenal. He, at the time, probably was their number one. But obviously, the error in judgment because of how Martinez has shined is like hindsight's a beautiful thing in that sense. Like if they'd known how good Martinez was going to be, I'm sure they wouldn't have let him go. But were they going to be able to guarantee him first in football based on the money they spent for Leno as well? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I probably really know, yeah. You, you know what, though? You know what, though? Just look at Leno's performances compared to Matt Ryan's. Anyway? Well, in general, Leno's fine. That, yeah. That's the that's the biggest glaring mistake Leno's made. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, we usually... Can't, we can't quite sit here and say he's the worst keeper at Arsenal there because of one mistake, because he still is the best keeper at Arsenal. Well, he, he ain't just had that mistake. He had the mistake where he did the flying elbow arm to, and he got sent off for that. Remember that? He's made more mistakes, like he's he's made multiple mistakes. That's just not his first mistake. But I just feel like for Leno, obviously I rated him for so many years. Obviously when he was at Bayer Leverkusen, and obviously I, I thought I thought he was a class goalkeeper there. And obviously moving to the Premier League was a dream come true. Was obviously a dream come true. But I think moving to Arsenal was the wrong move. But if you look at all the teams, like you've got Liverpool and City, they've got Edison and Allison. Man United have De Gea, and now we've got Dean Anderson in the background, you know what I mean? Chelsea bought Kepa, but obviously we all know how Kepa flopped about. But obviously at the time, uh, I don't know how long Leno's been there. Was he there when Couture was there? Or was it joined after when Couture left? Cause obviously, I think just after. Because well, I had yeah. checked for him while Arsenal did. Uh, yeah, exactly. Another a legend, you know what I mean? Um, all the big name clubs, really. Spurs got Lloris. Obviously, Lloris is hit and miss, but obviously he's still a class goalkeeper. He's a World Cup winner. You know what I mean? You can't you can't take that away from him. Obviously, in recent years, he ain't been the last. Well, I said last time recent. I said the last couple of years, he ain't been 
as good as he used to be. But I reckon that's down to the the defence at Spurs in general, um, giving him too much to do, and he's only so much he can do. Um, it's like against Man City in the EFL Cup. I thought I thought Lloris was brilliant. I thought he was oh, his quality, but we'll get into that later. Um, so the only other option really was Arsenal. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll go to the the the, the worst of the big six at the moment, in my opinion. They're not even a big six, bro. That's the worst thing about it. They're just okay. The, the big ten. Big we'll go to the worst of the big ten. Yeah, worst of the big ten. <laughs> literally, bro. They're, they're just for me. They're not even a big six anymore. You literally have the likes of like fucking Leicester and West Ham always applying pressure. Everton always applying pressure. Like you know what I mean. I can the first t- thing I'll say is when we talk about the big six is. It was very clearly. We'll we'll talk about it a lot more later because I don't want to get too far into it yeah. to take away from all the stuff we're going to say later. But the very obvious term when they were talking about the big six in England was to do with money, not anything yeah. else, not results or anything like it. It was just oh, money, and Arsenal's too. money is skyrockets above everyone else in the league compared to the teams the other fourteen, and that's where that's come from. But yeah, uh, the top six performance-wise, obviously they're the worst. But at the same time, they're still in transition with Arteta, and I've said. He'll probably spend smartly and in a couple of years' time they'll be fine. But yeah, I, I agree that like the other goal the other goalkeepers in the other big teams in this league were probably miles above him at that stage. But if we're talking about mistakes of Leno and saying that he's not as good as he was, you can also talk about how poor Allison's been this season, how poor De Gea's been this season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well De Gea was poor so, last season, he had the most mistakes out of any goalkeeper in the Premier League. Exactly. And Leno has saved Arsenal's arse on multiple occasions. Oh yeah, hundred percent. No, I mean, I'm not saying Leno's a playing horrible playing. keeper. I said, like compared to Kepa, like when Kepa joined, the, the price tag that he joined for, oh. you expect him to be it's... better than Courtois, but Courtois is as godly. You know what I mean? The height of him, the athletic ability, and they got the worst end of the deal in my, in that I feel, respect. I feel sorry for uh, Leno oh. in some re- in most respects because the back four he has to play with, like. The back four he Rob has Holden. played with, sorry. <laughs> Bro, not even just Rob Holding. you got Callum Chambers, you got David Luiz, Chakrida Mustafi, a, a fucking... Well, it's an aged up... David Luiz, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, an aged David, David Luiz, Mustafi, a washed-up Socrates, like... Bro, you got a, wa- a very old, like, slowing-down Bellerin, who was injury-prone. Like, you know what I mean? A, a Portuguese right-back in Cedric, or whatever he is Spanish it, it, he ain't hit the heights of what he was doing at Southampton because he was a good right back at Southampton but like the back four he has to be played with that's constantly constantly being chopped and changed to a back three then back to a back four then a back five then like centre backs not even playing with each other week in week out not, not making it comfortable like we talked about like the Spurs <laughs> situation where they have like Alderweireld who is Hundred percent on the first name in defence on the team sheet, but then you've you just keep changing who plays next to him. You got Davidson Sanchez, that new Rodon or Rod, yeah Rodon who plays next to him. You got Eric Dyer that comes in and play. Like when you chop and change centre back pairings, it just doesn't help a defence at all. Mm. And when they're not the best defenders at the time, anyway. It's going to be hard for any keeper, and I do feel sorry for Leno in that respect. Like that kind of stuff really does suck, and that's just how he how he went down for Leno. And obviously, I think I think all the pressure of him trying to keep goals out in a leaky defence has finally got to him <laughs> the other day. 
Literally. Just had a mare. Because I would, if if I was Leno, I'd end up capitulating like that at some point, because it's just whack, man. Like, for instance, take Edison at Man City. Like, he would make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everyone all over the pitch makes mistakes. Yeah, It's just a bit more costly if a goalkeeper does it than the striker. If a striker misses a goal, he knows he'll get another chance. Whereas if a goalkeeper misses the ball, like... It's a goal, kind of nine times out of ten, and it's like Edison. Edison's not going to be perfect all the time, but he has got Laporte, Diaz, and a very informed John Stone sat in front of him. So it's very rare that those mistakes show. But mm. when you're getting peppered a week in, week out as a top top six quotation marks, top six team, like he's going to show you going to make a mistake every now and then. Nobody's perfect, and I just feel sorry for him because there's only so much Leno can do on his own <laughs> and then yeah sorry about that I went on a little rant no, no, goalkeepers that's, that's, that's fine I, I don't know if Alex has anything to add or moving on okay uh, we got Liverpool versus Newcastle 1-1 one, one, it finished um, can you say Alan... the... what was sorry, sorry, no, what sorry. Say? Alan what Alan said maximum just it's so weird how weirdly good he is like he's just dangerous. I, I, I didn't watch the game. I only know the final result. So he's, he's just play? dangerous. I don't know if he played or not. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's not injured, is he? But like, he's just uber dangerous. Obviously, but... I saw. Um, obviously, the scored earlier on. The scored in the third minute. Um, big, big talking point though. Handball did. Handball or not handball in your eyes? No, I didn't see it. Well, if, if you want to compare it to anything, you can compare it to the fucking Leicester goal today. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but it's, just, like, it's even more... This one, if you compare Callum Wilson's to Ian Acho's today, so Ian Acho has assisted Castagna, and he's brought the ball down, and it's brought the ball down, it's bent, and his hand's touched it. Obviously, it's still accidental, so it doesn't class as a goal. But the fact that out of the two, if you were given them in front of each other and said which one of these was disallowed, you'd say you know, Acho's was compared to Callum Wilson's. I thought like, Callum Wilson's was offside. No, 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 off no. Handball. He's given off handball. So he was for on goal and he shot. Alisson saved yeah. it, but his arm was up here. Like it, I'll, I'll just get up and show you. But yeah, like, it's just rebounded off his arm like and gone for him. He shot and his arms against his body like that, and it's deflected off Edison and hit his arm here, and then fell back to him and he's hit it in. And VAR did it handball. Like, and if you compare it to Ian Nacho's today, Ian Nacho's arm, it, like, again, it's accidental. It's not anything like to do with it, but his arm's actually out of his body. It's not, it's, it's, it's argument. If you, like I said, if you compared it to two, you say Ian Nacho should have been disallowed compared to Wilson's. Because Callum Wilson was through on goal, his full sprint, because he's trying to get away from the defenders and shot. Yeah. And Alisson's coming out to close him, and they're about this far away from each other when it happened. <clears throat> and the ball spins up and hits. Wilson's arm, but like Wilson's already anyway falling over from the momentum because he's just had a shot and it bounces off him and falls in front of him and he just pokes it in. And for me, I felt I felt it was kind of hard done by on Wilson. I can understand what they're doing. Like you can't score with your arm, and if you, the new rule is if it hits your arm, it's tambour. That's the, that's, that's the thing. Like yeah. the, the new the, the rules changing next season. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, though. 
it changed. So obviously the rule, obviously with this year, if you hit your arm, it's a penalty. But it changed a few weeks or a couple of months into the prem because people was going mental. So because yeah. it hit, um, I believe I don't know whose was it. I think it was a, was it a City's defender in the EFL. It came off his leg and hit his arm, but his arm was tucked in, and he pointed oh, yeah. saying, "My arm's tucked in," and he was literally walked up to the ref like that with his arm tucked in, like bro, and like <clears throat> really clear. And I'm like. Okay, but it still hit your arm. But obviously, they didn't give a penalty for it. So it chop. It's still VAR. It's indecisive each game. They'll choose when to give a pen. They'll choose when to give a goal. They'll choose when not to give a goal. It's just whoever's there on the day. That's literally hey, what the, it is. And that's the, the problem. Rule. I can understand why they brought the rule in because it, it, it. If you bring in a rule that's like definite, like if it hits your arm, it's handball kind of thing all the time. Then it takes away the personal preference. So if the ball was to hit my arm, and the rule is. If it hits your arm, it's handball. It takes, and you're the ref. It takes away your preference to say, "Ah, oh, that was accidental," or "Ah, oh, that was on purpose." That's what it does. It takes away your preference. But then the rule was so broken that they couldn't keep it. So then they changed it to the preference of the referees, and then they changed it back again to the if it hits your arm, it's deemed handball most of the time. They went most of the time, That's and then nice. we'll look back at it. But now it's good. it's kind of the thing of if he hits your arm, it's humble, kind of thing. And I, I just felt sorry for Wilson because he was owed a goal. <laughs> like it, it was a bit harsh on him when he was in. He was in no control of his like of the ball. He was in no control of where it was going to spin off and hit his hand. He didn't intentionally hit it. it literally, he may as well have like a kangaroo pouch pocket in his stomach, and that's where his arm was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's where it hit him. Like. And it was just really unfortunate that he just went doink off his arm there. Because if he hits his stomach, if he moves his hand like this and he's shot like that, it's hit his stomach instead and it still falls in front of him. And that's where I think it's a bit broken because if his arm weren't there, it still would have hit him and gone in front of him. Yeah. It's just the fact that he hit his arm and it was kind of hard done by. And personally, I think that Newcastle should have won. Well, I, got a, in that I, I do have a... Um... A quick question, because obviously Willock scored last minute equaliser, which was sensational, and he's he's done it now. Keeps coming on the off the bench, scoring last minute goals. Do you see him going right into Arsenal setup in Arteta's plans next year, or do should I, Arsenal sell him to Newcastle or to someone else? I think I think if you Newcastle, you go in for him. I think you buy him. That that's a no brainer. You you try and gain back, but. I think uh, when it comes to Arsenal, if you, if you're playing Emil Smith Rowe there, why not bring Joe Willock back? If it, Emil Smith Rowe's doing a job there, and you're not going to go out and buy a, an attacking midfielder, just keep Joe Willock back then, mm. and have Emil Smith Rowe and Joe Willock there, because Odegaard's only on loan, so keep them both and enjoy the. Time you don't even need to have Joe Willock as attacking midfielder. The way I see, I don't see our. I don't see Arteta letting him go. I see him bringing him back. Because Arteta's doing a very good job of keeping the young guys there and bringing him in. So I don't see any reason why Arteta would let him go. Newcastle yeah. obviously want to keep him. But I, I don't see him keeping him. I don't I don't even think Joe Willock, if he had the choice, would want to be there. If he had the yeah. choice of playing first team for Arsenal, he'd just stay at Arsenal, wouldn't he? But would, but would he get the first team for Arsenal? Because he's not really getting first team for Newcastle. He's just coming off on the bench. You know what I mean? Like Yes, but Arteta would treat him differently. You know he would. Also, if you're coming on off the bench for Newcastle and scoring, Arsenal don't have anybody on the bench that is coming on and scoring. So either way, I'd say still saying 
see him in the setup because then he's coming off on the bench for Arsenal and scoring. That's well, the difference. Steve Bruce obviously sees him on at the moment, having him as an impact sub, and that's all it is. Yeah. The guy's clearly got talent, and like, if I was him, I'd be sitting there going, "What the fuck is he got to do is to it, get?" Is it also genius on Steve Bruce the way he's bringing him no. on tactically and he's making them game changes? Is that it, tactical it, from Steve Bruce? Well, not necessarily. Because, not necessarily because why wouldn't you just bring him up from the start? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, good. if he, if he, if what he if he knows because good. of his pace? And a tired team. That's why it brings him on late at like the seventieth minute. I, I I don't think the idea of having a tired team means anything anymore because these are elite athletes. They could do this for, for, for like two hundred fifty minutes. Of, I know, but you, you, hear, you hear it a lot, and you hear the Premier League managers say it a lot as well. When obviously, obviously Liverpool, the, they didn't have a uh, a midweek game, but obviously if they have the Champions League or FA Cup or whatever, the even managers come out and saying. After let's when they draw or lose, they give tired legs playing midweek. You know what I mean? They that's say excuses. That, but I know, I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and you can. Yeah, but I, I don't. Think, I don't think it has any like legs as an actual thing. If he's I that think... good, you start him. If you feel yeah, like think... he's that good to make that much of an impact, which he obviously is, yeah. start him. I, and I if think... I was Joe Willock, I'd be I'd be mighty pissed off that he isn't starting. Yeah, so like I I agree with Al, and I think. I think the only time you can really use tired legs as an excuse is when it's a tight schedule. So, like, if you've got Champions League, Cup game, Premier League game, yeah, that's a lot of football in a week, especially at the highest level. That's when you can use your kind of tired legs issue as a as an excuse because players will be fatigued. They haven't got their rest time. They haven't got, like... Because the, they obviously, like, when they train, they go in the baths, the showers, they do all the stretching, the... The workouts on the tables and stuff like that like when you've got so many games clumped together that's that's 100 performances in three games in like four days it's really tight so like you know what i mean like that's the only time i say tired legs but i think when it comes to like joe willock and that newcastle aren't in a cup competition they aren't in any no i mean no, i mean not tired. like for newcastle i mean when they're versus an opponent so obviously the game's progressed that you can see them get yeah, the opposite team. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, Joel, like, you got pace. Get on. Like, if that's so, why wouldn't you do that with some maximum then? Because he's got skill, pace, ability. Why wouldn't you just bring him on? In that, if, like, if that's the way you would like going to go about it, you'd play a weakened team to start with, try and hold out for a nil-nil, then bring. Well, all I think that's obviously. Pace uh, obviously, I'm going to bring up um, Traore. That's how like Traore used to operate under. Uh... Nuno, he used to bring him on as an impact sub and a super sub because of his pace and his agility. And obviously, he's starting now. And obviously, he's got a goal and assist eventually after like 27 games, 28 games. But that's just not enough, is it? He was actually doing better when he was an impact sub. Um, but obviously yeah, but except... even when he was playing as a sub this year, he wasn't working. He's just been shit this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's just been whacked. I know. Like, he's but, been uh... getting past players. His, his, his end results has been poor. I think I think it's just I think it comes down to the play style. I just think I think Bruce likes his five at the back with his Shelby and Hayden just sitting there nice and comfortable and tight, and then having his Joe Linton and Callum Wilson and some Maximum or his Almiron, Callum Wilson, some Maximum just well, doing their thing. Um, are you guys going and Joe Willick fit there? You guys got anything else to say about the game, or am I okay to move on? Nope. Just the uh, I just want to find out. It's impressive that Liverpool decided to concede two last-minute equalisers in the same game. It's really impressive. Yeah, it is yeah. crazy. Um, all right, moving on. Sheffield United versus Brighton. McGoldrick. Oui. 
know what I'm saying? Mate. Our boy, Al McGoldrick. Mate, best stroke in the league. I was saying, would West Brom buy McGoldrick? You know what I mean? Like, Most consistent relegated striker ever. Literally. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just Listen, one they showed, they showed so much. I've watched this Pass, game and they yeah, showed so much heart so and determination. Much heart and, uh, as I said, I like, think they needed it because they're not relegated. That's fine, think, but it's yeah, 20 weeks fucking late, isn't it? It is 20 weeks late, and it is going to be a shame seeing them relegated, I think. I think there were a breath of, breath of fresh air in the Premier League last I year. I agree. Which they were. They were solid. And, he, solid and, it's a shame, and it's a shame the way it's gone down this year and everything, but we'll, they'll be missed in the Premier League. We won't miss them because we're going down with them, so it'll be a great, <laughs> great fight next year, but... Yeah, that that will be missed in the Premier League next year. I think I think the way they played, the way they showed how you can beat the bigger teams in the most amazing fashion, like most determined, work hard fashion. Like it was, it was last season with Sheffield United was kind of like a Leicester season when they won the league, where they won when they won the league from just pure one from pure class and skill, but two from just pure work rate and mm. how hard they worked. Like that—that that was the kind of Cinderella story they had last year, and it's the, the break, the break that's what did them in. Really, Killed them, yeah. yeah. And they just ran out of steam. Just and obviously, if we get back to the fans, obviously, when they lost the fans, man. obviously when with the break happened, and the fans couldn't be in the stadium for a cl- the smallest club in the Premier League, shall we say, in Sheffield United, that have the smallest wage bill, blah blah blah, compared to other clubs, um, like. I, I, when was the last time he was in the Premier League? I've, have they ever been? In the... uh, 20, 2007. There you go. Long, long time ago, like compared to other clubs. Phil who... Kagielka was playing for him as a young whippersnapper. And uh, so it's it was a shame to see, to see that decline. Obviously, for a United fan at the time, it was brilliant for me because that was one of the people who was fighting against us. You know what I mean? Yeah, for European spot. <laughs> Literally. So at the time, like I was like, yeah, fall off, mate. But obviously, re- reflecting on it and talking as a neutral uh, bias, it, it is sad because obviously I've always had a soft spot for Billy Sharp for many years and I've always loved Billy Sharp as a he player. He was your king in FIFA, wasn't he? Back in like 2007. He was the guy I always used to buy. Thanks to Hayden. Shout out Hayden. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was a little hidden gem, and I've always had a soft soft spot, obviously, for Sheffield United. I used to create career modes them back in the day, just because of Billy Sharp, mate. And obviously, like Sam FIFA. But uh, yeah, man, it, it it is sad that they're going to be going down like <laughs> some of the faces. The game, the Brighton. Oh God, they're just Brighton. I, I I've never seen a club just create so many chances and not be able to score. Yeah, me too. Ridiculous. Like, the, oh, there was a chance where Neil Morpay was through and he could have squared it or Neil Morpay in the past few weeks has been diabolical. He's been But they all have, bro. They all have. Every single one of them. Like they just cannot score Bifuma? for Bifuma, he's just not performing. Bistuma. Bistuma, 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 Bistuma's class actually. I, I do feel sorry for yeah, him. He's up isn't a goal scorer, he's a yeah. midfielder. Buffer. He's actually he's box-to-box kind of defensive midfielder in his class. Uh, I feel sorry for him because he will get picked up by somebody next year because he is too good for them. If you had Bissouma and Wilfred Ndidi in the same midfield, you'd you'd have two of the biggest engines in midfield ever. 
and I can see kind of Leicester going through. But I, Brighton just creates so many opportunities and just do just don't score. Well, speaking of Leicester, do you want to cover that game? Um, did you Which watch one? it, Al? Leicester, Which Leicester, one? Leicester versus Crystal Palace. Yeah, I watched it. Um, uh, Crystal Palace went one nil up, Zaha. pretty much against against the run of play. Uh, Leicester were. It, it's very similar to what I've seen of them recently in the sense that they they dominate the ball as they always do, but they really struggled to find the net in the first half, especially. I don't know if they changed system in the second half or not. I I, I can't. Definitely something said at halftime team talk. You know what I mean for the reaction. Yeah, by the looks of it, they didn't change. Um, they didn't change system. They kept with it the three the three five two that they've been playing with the three four three, whatever you want to see it as. Um, well, the man in form again but yeah. scored. But yeah, Ian Atchell scored unassisted. There you go. And, and he's, um, uh, the, he's, he's really screamer or something. Oh no, Barnes not nope. playing. So that was Crystal Palace Leicester at the start of the season. Sorry. Well, well, Ian Acho doubled his goal tally from last year, from 5-10, to 10, in the same games. And you know what's weird? Yeah. Last year, he played 20, subbed for 8. This year, played 20, subbed for 8. He's, uh, yeah, probably not all those goals have been the last, like, two days. Literally. Since that we yeah, literally off, off the charts lately, and uh, if Leicester keep in the top four, so obviously we had the conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I said I don't see them winning games, but if they have Ian Acho performing the way he's performing, they'll they'll stay in the top four easily. And right now, out of the teams there, they're favourites. If you ignore Man City and Man United, they're they're the favourites to finish at least third because they're doing yeah. awesome there. Ian Acho is just well, firing. At the minute, they are obviously they've got sixty-two points, four points clear of Chelsea. Um, we've five games left. Yeah, seven are clear of West Ham. Yep, seven are clear of West Ham. So, so, and uh, I, I don't see what they want to do it. I know I, I talked shit about them a few weeks ago, and they lost two on the bounce after I talked shit about them, and I thought, oh, here we go. But then West Brom decided to play like shit against them, and uh, yeah, well, we just decided to be like, lads, do you want this top four spot? Open up the fucking ass yeah, and take it. You know what I mean? Also. Every um, team West Brom comes up against, where I was like, should we just give you just have like you know an ex-player score against? Lie, bro, I was so vexed against Leicester, and I will say this week in week out, right? I've never seen a defender who actually calls himself a defender not able to defend. Dara O'Shea cannot defend. If you're getting nutmegged by Vardy, bro, just hand in your P45, just go. Like, retire, leave the club, in a bit, son. Like, you've just been megs by Jamie Vardy. Anybody else, it's kind of acceptable, but a goal scorer like Jamie Vardy who works off the shoulder has out-dribbled you, bro. Come on. Well, I want to... Um... Before, before we speak about West Brom, I want to quickly move on because we'll, the side of West Brom lasts for a reason, so you can have a nice juicy rant about them. Um, but we're just going to speak about West Ham, Chelsea. Um, Who are they? Uh, I really wanted West Ham to win this. I'm not I wanted lie. West Ham to win it as well. Um, I just want to change. I just want to change the scenery up there, up those top four spots. I just want to change the scenery. Well, Leicester that's is kind of a change of scenery. Yeah, they had a free season, I mean. won the Premier League, and it was in Champions League. But imagine, imagine Man City, Man U, Leicester, West Ham. 
Yeah, like it, it's, what, it's what a top four that would yeah. be. Fuck Chelsea. Fuck the, yeah. the big six. Fuck yeah, em. fuck them up. Fuck them um, up. But yeah, Werner got a goal at last. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Mr. Sitter. Yeah, fucked it. <laughs> the, se- the, second, the second one, Kai Sitter, because he's still got a lot to do. I've, I've, no, he I've, hasn't. He's four yards out. No, 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 no. Because he's still got to take it around the keeper. And if it's on target, the keeper may have got, Fabianski may have got a touch on it. Yeah, but the yeah, thing but is, bro, wasn't even on target. He's that's, four yards that's out. That's the issue. That's the issue. It's four yards out, and he didn't hit the target for a world-class striker. What striker is four yards out and not hitting the target? I can really? be there on my left foot from four yards out and hit the fucking target. He was trying. He was even... trying to round him, and obviously, it does well, like round him with the ball, and obviously, round him, round him himself. Uh, yeah, I, we we understand that, but you still you still no matter like, what, you hit, hit the target. Yeah, even if you Mate, you can keep... try and go for the bottom corner all you want, but if you don't hit the fucking thing in the middle of the white thing, you don't go in. I think it's uh, Gary Lineker who says it best. He says, as long as you hit the target, it's either a goal or a save. Either one's better than missing the target altogether, yeah, which is true. So you still so now, if Werner, if Werner would have like had it on target and saved, would have all be like, okay, good save. But because he missed Solid the target save, completely, probably, yeah. we've all sat here and said. That shit. Yeah, but I, I haven't said that shit. You two have said it. I said I haven't. I feel like... because it is. No, no, no. He's missed the target from four yards out. No, I feel like we're seeing the the Werner that we're meant to see. Like now, like you know what I mean. He was sensational oh, against Man City. Three goals all season. No, no. We he was sensational against Man City. One, it was great, great run to stand side because he was offside all game. To be fair, but obviously he's the one who's making them type of runs, and obviously no one's quick enough to give him the ball. And by the time they gave him the ball, he's offside. Because, um, like, Werner is just rapid, use his pace. And he was a good a good little pass to Ziyech, and Ziyech got the goal. And, like, against, obviously, West Ham, he was in the right place, right time. Brilliant ball across by Chilwell. You know what I mean? Like, And I feel like, hopefully now, this one goal, hopefully he'll score another one. Well, actually, I don't hope, because I don't want him to finish top four, but obviously I like Werner, and I feel like he's a I'm, workhorse. I, I he's like really, Werner. He think... really works hard. He's a pressing forward. He presses the player. Think, he chases the ball. All, I think we can all agree that we do like Werner, and we want to see him do well, but we also said this when he scored his first goal. That yeah. we I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll put this to you, Dal. Without looking, do you know Chelsea's top scorer this season? Uh, No. Tammy Abraham, why isn't he playing? That, that was the thing that I came to me. I was going to say Abraham or fucking. Uh... Well, he also missed why, why isn't he playing? How many goals has he got? More than everyone else, that's all that matters. <laughs> and barely any game time. Six, isn't he? He's, he's got six. I don't fucking know. But the fact that, like, if he's the top scorer and he isn't getting game time above Werner, who has played like shit all season. Like you can say he's played well the last couple of games, but he's played like shit all season. Right, right at the end of the game, he had one opportunity. Abraham did, and it was just too high for him, and he missed the fucking missed the goal with the header. And it it was an open goal. Mason Mount did also share to Mason Mount, like what a player! All of a sudden, as soon as everybody pulls the pressure on Mason Mount about him being whack and lazy, and that everybody else should go ahead of him at the Euros, he then goes, lads. Let me just let me just talk. Can I see you in my office for a minute? I'm just going to show you this compilation of how well I can play. And he has just turned it on recently. But Mount and uh, Tammy Abraham, like I don't understand why Tammy Abraham just ain't playing at all. Werner's I don't struggling. understand it either. Werner's struggling. Havertz has finally 
kind of come good, not to the best of his ability. It might, it might just take his season to settle in, which is perfectly fine. But yeah. Yeah, I'm hope, like I said, like as Dow said, like the Vernon we all know we all know. Yeah, that's great. I'd love him to perform well, but he isn't. Well um obviously, that kind of money. obviously I'm looking at the or obviously you're right with Tammy Abraham. He scored twelve in all competitions, six in the Premier League. Werner's also Ooh. scored six in the Premier League, but he's also scored eleven in all competitions. Giroud's also scored eleven in all competitions. And they keep benching Giroud obviously ever since um What's his name's taken over? Tuchel. Tuchel. Yeah, Tuchel hasn't really been using Giroud. Not, not Tuchel's kind of player though. No, he isn't. Um, but... Yeah, but he also doesn't use Abraham, and Abraham is still the top scorer. Yeah. If you compare the amount of game time Abraham's had compared to Werner, it, it's not even comparable. It's un- it's unfair. I ain't gonna sit here and say he definitely deserves it because obviously we don't know what training. Like Werner could be like immense in training and be much better than Abraham and that. Then fair enough. But when you look at if you were to look at stats alone, that's all we can do at the moment. It doesn't make any sense. At least start Abraham in a couple of games because in that system that they play, Abraham would fucking flourish in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. Mason Mount knows him really well as well. Reece well like James, said, that's just my that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. For yeah. all I know, in the system that Tuchel plays, he could play like shit. I don't know because he prefers, from what looks like it, not an out-and-out striker, which Abraham is. He prefers someone who can deep lie and play in midfield as well and have that creative sense about him. But well, obviously, in, in the in the um, the Premier League, Werner's played ten more games than Abraham, and Abraham scored the same amount of goals. Um, exactly. Obviously, the difference is um, Werner's got nine assists and Abraham's only got two. But obviously, you could see Abraham scoring more goals than Werner, but I feel like Werner will assist more. I feel like Werner's probably more than my type of player because he reminds me of Wayne Rooney, a goal scorer and an assister. Obviously, his goals ain't been there this season. I know it's that, but he's not a goal scorer, is he? But obviously, it's his first season in the Premier League. He's still young, he's got loads of time in him. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But it's only Abraham's second season in the Premier League. Yeah, I know. And obviously last year... Abraham's first season in the Premier League last season, he scored, what, 18 odd goals? Um, that's all right. It, it doesn't matter anyway. I'm just saying, it, I just, yeah, I'm just scored, baffled by in, the in all competitions, just, In all competitions, he scored 18 goals. Um, yeah. He only, he only got he scored 15 in the Premier and he only got four assists. So obviously, he's assisting-wise, he's, 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 he's your typical striker. But obviously... For obviously, a player that I like, I like a man who can score and assist. Like, uh, so like midfielders, yeah. No strikers that can do that, like Wayne Rooney. That that's 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 not one, one striker. Ronaldo assists, Messi assists. Ronaldo's not a striker. Ronaldo plays striker. Messi more of a and Messi plays striker. Yeah, no. play, Messi Messi's more of a centre forward and a winger. He's never been an out and out striker. But he has. And been. Ronaldo's an out and out striker. But he's a forward. Yeah, forward. That's different than a striker. Well, okay. We'll use the term forwards from now on then. I like a forward who likes to score and assist. They're different positions. So Abraham can play at the wing and Abraham plays up front. Yeah, Abraham can play right mid as well. He does. He, has he definitely can't. He can't. He, he, has he definitely can't. He, he definitely can't though. In, in, can't. Yeah, he might have done, but he definitely can't. And obviously, Werner can play left wing and then he can play striker. Yeah, but then you you got to see the likes you've said forward, so it opens up to everyone then. So you got to tell like the likes of Bale, like Bale can score and assist. The ideal the ideal player you're talking about is literally the player who's top of 
goals and assists right now, who's Harry Kane? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's another one, Harry Kane. But that again is an out and out striker and he's a he's a But he's also forward. Yeah, he's just but he won't he can't we're play not, left not, mid or right. We're not, mid. we're not arguing the fact he's not a forward, we're just saying that he can't play right or left mid. He has done. He definitely hasn't. He's been a striker. He's been a striker all his life, bro. He has you give me one played. instance of Harry Kane playing for Tottenham or any other club as a right mid or left mid. Even, and as, even when he was on loan. No, like, throughout the game, he's, he's gone from the left, he's gone on the right. Yeah, yeah that's he's, different, bro. And where, and where the change in systems, you know what I mean? He has no, to accommodate has, other players. And he will not play left mid or right mid. I've seen him bring more in the centre. He may come and be free roll. He's still in play as a striker, that's what that's what the, that's the, that's the ability of players have today, being able to rotate into different positions. There's not just that's one a, set of position. That's a free so, roam role. It's like it's like that's... Werner. I mean, not Werner. It's like Harry Kane. You could he fucking he was set, pretty much centre back against Man City. Yeah, okay. but that, that's, that's if you put Bruno Fernandez out on the right wing, he isn't going to perform very well, is he? We've seen it. But he, he's got a free roam role, like Jim says. Yeah, but that's, that's what you're making that. You said you're, that the Harry Kane can play free roam, and like, and that's fine. But if Bruno Fernandes has that exact same free roam, and you put him out on the right or the left as he's been playing like Harry Kane does, he's not going not to have the same numbers as when he's playing through the middle. Because he'll quit it's inside. A, no, but it's the same. It's the same situation as Jack. He's Green playing for the middle. Could he'll cut yeah. inside though. Then he's playing through the middle. No, he's cut inside from the right hand side. Into the middle, and, like, Ronaldo, into... Like, like Ronaldo's done for many years. That's why you call him a striker now because he cuts inside and he goes through the centre. Same as Mbappe. Mbappe is on the left wing and he cuts inside. No, he's he an out and out striker now. He is an out and out striker because Neymar's left and Di Maria's on the right. Neymar has always been through the middle now. But obviously, when Cavani was there, which was last year, yeah, he was pushed out to the right or the left, yeah. bearing on where Neymar played, which is fine because that's a winger. That and, obviously, a winger. and obviously, they got they got a Cardi as well. So yeah, they, so obviously yeah, Cardi that's... plays striker and he plays left if Neymar's not playing or the rotate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because he's not an out and out striker. He's got the ability to play multiple positions. That's what players have these days. Yes, but where if 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 he had a but position... Harry Kane, he's pretty much playing as a fucking. Uh, Yes, but his position. Can. Yeah, but his position, his registered position. And obviously, what happens is you got Werner. Oh, not Werner. I keep saying Werner. You got Son and fucking Lucas who will try and run inside, but obviously inverted wingers. Harry Kane will try and do the best that he can with them because obviously Spurs are a bag of scrap. Yeah, but it's the same. It's the same principle as Grealish on the left and Hamas Rodriguez on the right for Everton. Rodriguez is a right winger. But when you watch, when you watch Everton play, you'll see Rodriguez just sat in the middle. Because he's, 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 he's always been like a, a cam. Yeah, he but he's still, he's still, yeah, but he's still playing right winger. Yeah, no, because he's he got the ability to move, move different positions. That's what I'm saying. To do, yes, to do a he, job. You wouldn't put it. You wouldn't put a striker, a right winger, the caliber of. Harry Kane or let's say Tabby Abraham or Giroud. No, Tabby Abraham that... does play right wing though. He has in the setup. For... No, he has in the setup for Chelsea. He yeah, we're not saying that. Wing. We're not saying that he hasn't. We're saying that he can't. Can't. But he, he scored from right set... wing. He definitely he has. has. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he can actually play that. If you gave him the option to play right wing or striker or pick striker, because that's his position. So, I, I, me, I'd put him as a right winger. 
But why? why? He hasn't got the pace or the skill to get past a man and set somebody up. But he has. He's got the strength and the ability up front. If you had the choice, if you had the choice of right wing and striker, and you had Werner and Abraham, which which way around would you put him? I'd put uh, Ziyech on the left, Werner for the centre, Abraham on the I'm right. I'm not on about Ziyech. I'd said if you had right wing and striker, no, I was Werner just giving you my front three. That's what I'm saying. I was just giving you my front three, and obviously I'm not on about the front three. I'm saying you have Werner always for striker Werner. or right wing. Werner. And you have Abraham and Werner to pick those two positions. Where Werner are they going? the middle. Uh, Abraham on the right. No, but why? Just... Abraham won't be able to assist, as you've just said. So it'll just be Werner on his own. It's pressing forward. It's, it's his job. But why don't you have him press? Why wouldn't you put Werner on the right back. who can assist and score, as you've said, and have Abraham up front where he has less to do as an assisting job? Nah. I just, I'd, I, I, Werner, for me, I just prefer, I'd rather have Werner in the centre, finishing the dinner. So but he can't you... believe that he scored three goals this season. Yeah, he scored six in the Premier League and he scored 11 in all competitions. It's still shit. And he scored the same as Abraham this season in the Premier League. No, he hasn't. He scored one less he hasn't. overall in he all hasn't. competitions. In all competitions in the Premier League, I said. Yeah, but he's had double the amount of games. Ten. Yeah, Premier League. double. He's had 20 and 10. You've just said this. No. no. Werner's had 31. You said he had double the amount of games. Werner had 31. Uh, Premier League games and Abraham had 21 Premier League games so in goals to game that's, ratio that's, that's still, still the same work. thing Abraham's goals to game ratio is much better I, so you'd have him up front I believe well, you'd have I'm... him up front and have Werner on the right because Werner's got more assists that's your opinion I'm assuming. yeah Werner's got more assists but that's your opinion and obviously my opinion is different so let's move on to the next topic the Villa and West Brom game which was 2-2 in the end I don't know, to be fair I don't even want to rant about it like it it, it should have finished 1-1 because the two penalties aren't penalties at all they're just not penalties hands down in this day and age they're just nowhere near that kind of calibre of penalty Um, our goal kind of lucky to kind of get it Diania's shot was kind of going wide it was whack um and the flexion benefited us, but we went in, and then all we had to do was dig in and hold it out for like thirty minutes. Do you do you yeah. feel that you? Because obviously, I believe Villa had seventy-one percent possession. They had twenty-one shots compared to your ten. Uh, do you feel that you were lucky to get the draw, or you deserved a draw, or do you think that no, you should have lost? No, obviously I watched it. Their chances weren't exactly chances, like their shots and everything. They just we just blocked everything, and like they weren't. No, Johnston clear, but... Johnston had very good saves. They could have easily yeah, scored he had, two, three. he had two or three. He had two or three saves, but same same as Martinez, he had two or three good saves. Like in chances created, it was kind of even, but like the <clears> the stats don't really show the true game. Like in showing that, oh, like they had loads of shots, but they weren't devastating shots. Like they were just block shots from like frustration and outside the box. Their possession is true. They did hold a lot of possession. We can't hold possession. We're wackety. And we do. It was a good match, but uh, one lapse of concentration, one little tiny fade of the brain cell, and both Bartley and Johnson are to blame. Both of them. There's not a single single Donny in that scenario that isn't to blame. So I, 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 for me, I blame Bartley 
That, that might, in my opinion. People blame Bartley because obviously he chested it and everything, but he wouldn't have chested it if Johnston came and claimed it, which he should have as a goalkeeper. You, it, you the thing is, like, you see Johnston, he, he, he steps up to go claim it, but Bartley's chested it. And I think the thing in um, Johnston's head is obviously, I know it's been headed the cross, but it's, it's chested off Bartley. And obviously, in some situations, it could be a bit icky if it's like a back pass or anything like that. I think that's maybe what probably would have stopped no, him. I just, think, I just think as a goalkeeper, you've got to go through them all. Claim that ball. Oh, so obviously, I feel like Johnson had a, a quality game. I don't think... No, no, no. I'm not saying... This. I'm not disputing he's not had, not had a quality game. He's had a quality game all about. But again, those mistakes he got rid of throughout the season because he hasn't he hasn't had a bad season he's had a really good season and those mistakes he got rid of at the start of the season where he was a flapper and everything like that he's done really well and uh, he has Look, I still stand by amazing. the statement which I said to you yesterday that Sam Johnson should be going to the Euros he, he's been a quality keeper and he's been really good but that mistake didn't help but again like so I don't think it was a mistake I think it was Bartley's mistake no, as a as a as a goalkeeper you've got to go through everyone to get that ball if if it's a 50-50 ball which it was it was bouncing around in the air you've got to cl come claim it and take everyone out in the process whereas on the other hand Bartley should have done better with shielding the ball for a start if he was going to let Johnston come and claim it don't understand why he's gone with his belly and he, if he didn't think Johnston was going to come and claim it and he knew the ball was going to touch him, why didn't he just swing a damn leg at it? Could have gone anywhere. Even if he scored an own goal, God damn it! Uh, nobody's haranguing Tyrone Mings for getting in the way of Diania's shot. It was unlucky. Took a lucky deflection and it went in for us. Nobody's <clears> haranguing. <throat> if, if Bartley, under pressure, swung his leg at it and it went skyrocketed into the roof of the net, that's not his fault. It... it it kind of is, but like not like a mad amount of his fault. He's trying to defend it, and Johnson ain't come and claimed it. They're both they're both a hundred percent at fault. Both of them. Johnson should have come and claimed it, cleaned everyone out, and Bartley should have cleared it and just cleaned everyone out in the process as well. But neither I, of them did I, anything. See, I've obviously obviously my view is different to yours. I still feel Johnson had. You can't blame Johnson in that position. It's all Bartley's. Um, Bartley could have easily just. Headed it back to his keeper, then Johnson would have actually grabbed it, or he could have actually headed it away, got down and headed it. You've seen many players do that. Um, or obviously... But not under pressure. He was under pressure. That's why. He, that's why he. he no, there, was, there was there was no, there was no pressure at the time, and he chested it. It wasn't no. about it. Come up his chest. And that's the, what, there was no there was, there was a, no real there was no real pressure at the time. Really, it was just uh, Davis just literally yeah. pounced on him. And obviously, no, the, the, he he didn't he didn't he felt like he had plenty of time. That's why Bartley did that chest. Oh, when he chested it, there was a Villa player on his ass. No, it wasn't on the his cross, ass. He had to, he had yeah, to run the, in. No, the cross come in, and the Villa player was on his batty crease. And that the cross come in, Keenan Davies was floating around, but he weren't the player that Bartley was marking. Bartley was marking somebody else, and that's why he did that because he was behind him trying to shield the ball. He wouldn't have he, the the scenario is in that scenario. That wouldn't have happened if a player weren't sat behind Bartley because it would have been all cush and relaxed. But there was under pressure. That's the problem. I, I think just, I, just felt, I just felt like it was just a, a lapsed mistake from Bartley's. Uh, it's both of them. And Johnson and Johnson and Johnson was not at fault. Um, it just, did that's... you watch it? Al? Uh, I did. I was at work before when it, I'm, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to spot something before I make a judgment on it so give me a minute as we anticipate await Alex's judgment on the game of West Bromwich Albion 
and Aston Villa that possibly sent down the former as they put in a really good performance but had a massive lapse of concentration in the 92nd minute when there was only four minutes added on. The ball come over from across. Not dealt with properly at first. Ball come back in. And there was a huge mistake. Um, so... I was monologuing whilst you were talking, whilst you were working about it. I'm not going to put much blame on Johnston, in my opinion, because of the way the ball's come across. Um, it's come across just slightly out of him. If he comes out for it, he isn't getting there in time, simply because of the pace of the ball's coming across. So, Bartley should... The original no, no. So the cross has come. The cross has come in, and he's been headed back across. Yeah. I'm on about. I'm on about the headed back across. It's come across at such a pace where Johnson sets in his position to defend his front post, and because the balls come back across, he's reacting to move to quickly move back into a set position, and Bartley's the one who's taking his time on the ball. Yeah. Johnson hasn't made a call for it, so Bartley has no reason to leave it after his chest. He oh. should just put his fucking foot through it. Oh yeah, hundred. Like if Johnson comes for it, he misses it. So then you'll be blaming him for that. I, so he, he can't come for it. I just, I just think that they're, they're. That's why they're, I, I agree with you, Ralph. I just think they're both to blame. I think I know you're going to defend the goalkeeper as much as you can, Alan. It's not even that. Like I looked at it. If if Johnson had called for it, then I'd have blamed Bartley completely. But Johnson hasn't called for it. But when I've looked at where his position is, because he's in a good set position for the cross, and then the ball across, the ball coming back across, he's had to set again. So he doesn't have much time to come for that ball because it's already in the middle of the box by the time he's moving back. Yeah. So there's not much blame on Johnson. Yeah. That's, Bartley, that's Bartley, just what I Bartley think. Bartley should just put his foot yeah, through it yeah. no matter where it some, goes. Some, somebody should have just dealt with it either way. That's why the I only person who could deal with it was Bartley. Johnson, yeah. not Johnson someone Bartley. Bartley should just dealt with it. Okay, that's 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 fine. But that's just some looking at it from the pace coming across. But I just think even. If a Johnston comes and just collects it, like Bartley's trying to chest it back to him and just plays for everyone, or Bartley but just... With that, he, he can't come and collect it because Keenan Davis is already on his ass straight away. Oh, yeah, I know. So, Bartley chesting it, it could have easily gone to Johnston, but because Keenan Davis is that close, like, if, jo if Johnston comes to collect it, Keenan Davis gets there first no matter what. So like I said, it's all on Bartley in the sense that he should just put his foot through it. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah, like... But... Or put his head on the ball and get a foul. Yeah, literally get a, put his head on the ball, yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Could have easily edited it. They're just all idiots anyway, so it don't matter. No, one result ain't going to affect our season. We were we were down the moment we come up, so this is true. We signed we signed no new players and then tried to we run did sign players. Livermore and Livermore and Sawyer's. He signed. No, he signed the no, he signed players. It's still a signing. No, I said no <clears throat> new players. They're not new if they're already at the club the season prior. We've had no, this discussion before. The, the class if they're new on signings. If West Ham signed Lingard in the it's summer, a new signing. he's not new. It's he's a not brand new. new signing because he's it's... already been there a year no, on it's, loan. It's a new signing. It's not new. It is. You're retaining the player you already had. No, you're just buying no, him on a permanent you, 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 basis. You don't own him though. You don't own him. Yes, so it's you're a just new signing him on a permanent basis. It's a new, it's a new signing though. It's, I don't it's think not. it's a new signing, Dow. It doesn't make I sense. Think, I it. think it is, but it's not. And I'm, and you did and you did buy uh, Grant, which is also a new signing. 
Yes, no effective new. No, we didn't sign. We didn't sign Yukuxlu in the summer. We didn't sign Maitland Niles in the summer. We didn't sign Dianya in the summer. The basically yeah, the three players. Because you got them on loan in January. That's why. Yeah, but basically the three players that would have saved the entire season if we'd just signed them earlier. I know, but you had a manager who, in my opinion, I says wouldn't have kept you up anyway. And I said when he was in the championship, he was not the right man for the job. He was the right man for the job in the championship. And I will say at the start of the season he wasn't the right man then. But if you're gonna if the thing is at the same time as well, if you're gonna back Sam Allardyce and not what you expect. If you don't back if you don't back Billich and you back Sam Allardyce, well what do you expect was gonna happen? You splash all the money on these loan signings that Sam Allardyce wants and then you say, oh yeah, we'll sign a striker and then go and sign Carlo. No, but Grant. look at look, look what look like, what you've done. You've signed the players that are on loan, so the money has gone out and buying them players because it's it's much cheaper to have a player on loan than it is to pay for them and then pay yeah. for their contracts each week. So think yeah. of it this way: you're saying that they haven't backed Bilic. Bilic has obviously gone. I want Dean Garner. You know what I mean? I want him back. I don't know why she had on loan. Dean Garner's in Pereira. So there you go, Pereira. You bought Pereira, right? So obviously you bought Dean Garner, Pereira. So obviously you, your money's gone Grant. there. Grant, um, which was fourteen point eight five mil. That was a lot of money. Dean Garner cost twelve point twelve five. So eighteen. No, twelve point twelve five and eighteen for Pereira. Potential, it was seven point four three apparently. Uh, it, it it rises, but um. It doesn't have the clause on the website. You're probably on. And then and then we signed Callum Robinson. Again, and that was it. Uh, Best bronze recruitment was shit, and I said that from the get go. Oh, and David Button, I think we signed. Yeah, but that was on a free, I think. Mm. Oh, Lee, Lee Peltier, maybe. No, the, obviously all the arrivals for this season, really, that I can see is obviously yeah, you got David Button. Uh, Kipra, you bought Kipra. Oh yeah, sent him straight uh, back out long. You obviously got Snodgrass on a free. Uh, that was January. Yeah, um, Pereira, Diangon, Grant, uh, Ivanovic on a free. January. Um, there's no, there's no. Ivanovic wasn't in January. Ivanovic was in the summer, which is a yeah, shit signing. Oh yeah. Sorry, um, Callum Robinson. Um, and then all the loanies. Yeah, you had Conor Gallagher at the beginning of the season. Um, when did you get Kravanovic? Was that January? No, they they got him on loan in the summer, but they never played and they released. They stopped his loan after like a month. <clears throat> um, and obviously, yeah, you brought in your Cooksley, Niles, and Dean De- Garner. Which obviously Dianya, yeah, Dianya. I keep getting confused between two. And obviously you had to. It's, it says it says that you've had to pay your initial one point four two million loan fee plus obviously his wages and shit like that. But obviously that's that's where your money's gone. Obviously you say about the backing of Sam Allardyce. You had the backing of um what's his name? I forgot his manager. Oh. Billich. You had the backing of Billich because he had to go. He goes, oh, I want Dean Garner and Pereira because obviously you had him on loan. He got promoted. He goes, I want them back. And obviously, you went and got Dean Garner. Pereira, I think it was a mandatory fee anyway because the meta games he played, so he had to he had to be signed no matter what. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. But obviously, you went and got them. You got Ivanovic in. 
then you then he was like, okay, we need a, we need a, a striker, but obviously you don't play him as a striker, you play him as a left mid. Um, you you can get Grant in, uh, which costs fifteen mil. Well, we played Grant in striker for a lot of the start of the season. Mate, Grant was a fucking poor signing. Yeah, a lot. Whoever's, of whoever's decision it was to bring him in was needs I'd testing. rather have kept Zahor and played him up front. Oh yeah, you loaned him out to Millwall, don't you? That's how bad he was. But um, I mean, he's easy. So, so obviously, at the minute, obviously, sorry, obviously, you got sorry. promoted to the Premier League. Obviously, um, you spent money. You spent and you spent more than other clubs at the start of the season because you've had to spend that money to recoup them players in. Um, I forgot. I forgot. I actually didn't spend any money. So. I, who, who didn't spend any money? You can you carry on. I forgot about no one. Everyone. It, it doesn't matter who didn't spend money. West Brom's recruitment's just shit. Yeah, it's the quality of signings. Just like Sheffield United, they spent money, but they spent money on signings like Oliver Burke and Ampadu and Ryan Brewster. Like quality of players just aren't good enough. And to be fair, those are young players like Ampadu and Brewster. Like they are young. They don't have that Premier League experience and. Which is a shame for them, but just the recruitment's just been poor by most teams, and and for us to sign Yanya Yukuxlu and that, it was just too little, too late when they finally started gelling. Because the midfield is fine with Gallagher Pereira and Maitland Niles in there with uh, Gallagher, Gallagher Maitland Niles and Yukuxlu in there. And then Pereira, Robinson, and Diania up front. If we had that six from the start of the season, I think we would have been all right because we've won quite a few games since they've all played together in the same team. And it just shows. But there's nothing really much much else to say. Like we're just we've 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 gone now. Like I know it's not mathematically impossible for us to stay up, but you just when you just know you know when you're too far adrift you just know and our season's finished anyway so and kudos to Villa they put it in fucking Anwell and El Ghazi doesn't do anything for most of the season knew he was going to score against us and I evidently scored the penalty he just does nothing for an entire season and then he goes, oh Gazi, just make sure you're fit in six weeks' time for uh, the Albion game because we know you're going to score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. El Ghazi's a West Brom merchant. But he'll be alright. Send us down. To be fair, like... To be fair, like, looking at it, it might do us some good going down. We'll just get trapped in the championship otherwise. <sighs> well, send all the loans back. Sell, there's still a chance. Sell, sell Livermore and Sawyers for God's sake. They cannot play in the midfield together. They can't play in the midfield anyway at all. Sawyers has found his level. It's a championship. Livermore's found his level at old age. Championship. <laughs> the only the only players that have looked any good recently, really, that aren't loanies or anything, is uh. Bartley and Townsend, excluding Johnson, who's had just a consistently good season. But 
Partly Pereira. in terms of, um, and recently yeah, Pereira. But like the the shocking ones, you expect Pereira to play well because he was our star man last year. But the shocking ones have been Townsend coming in, replacing Gibbs, and actually doing quality. And Bartley, apart from his mistake, has been actually pretty solid and putting in really good performances. So obviously, back to the, the net spend. I've just bought this back in. Obviously, just in this is just in summer. So obviously, the summer twenty twenty when you first started with the back. Obviously, talking about the backing of um your, your previous manager, and obviously you spent twenty two point three two million, and you sold nine hundred ninety k. Uh, teams that spent less than you. Uh, obviously, West Ham spent just under twenty mil. Um, the next team was uh, Fulham they spent 21.5 so they spent half a million less than you uh, Crystal Palace spent 19.5 Burnley spent 1 mil um, Brighton spent 6.3 but those that's what 5 teams have spent less than you so it showed yes, they but look at the difference in the sense that West Brom's team was shit compared to the others Bro, remember when we for were West up, Brom to, we for West Brom to be on. for West Brom to be a Premier League team this season, they'd have to spend they'd have to spend double that, mm. in my opinion. Because I need said... because if you compare the likes of Burnley's team to West Brom team, because Burnley spent one million, Burnley only needed to spend one million because their team's already Premier League quality. West Brom's wasn't. When West Brom went up, I said I was worried about them because their their squad isn't good enough mm. yet. I said I said it weren't good enough to stay up when we was going up. All the teams that have the lower net spend are much better squads than Albion's were. Albion I mean, needed said, to spend more money. You just said we spent what was it, twenty two point something? Yeah, million. twenty odd mil. Yeah. So, and, half, and then you just said West Ham only spent twenty, which was a couple of mil less than us. Fam, I'd give anything to have West West Ham squad. <laughs> and only spend twenty million. Yeah, no, obviously, I know, obviously, I know Fulham ain't down, but obviously, Fulham, Fulham still Pallet. spent less than yeah. But obviously, on the given day, West Brom side is just as good as Fulham side. You know what I mean? I'm not. Saying... They're they're on the same they're on the same playing field, but again, like Fulham, when they come up, to be fair, they were in better form. They were playing better football. They were just the squad looked better when we went up we shouldn't have gone up that's the thing Brentford should have replaced us and we should have stayed in the playoffs we weren't good enough to go up we went on that shitty run where we lost nearly every game we could barely win for Toffee we just the break killed us the same as like Leeds have gone up but you knew when Leeds went up they were going to stay in the Premier League because of their squad, and it's the well, same. Leeds spent ninety six point four million. Exactly. Yeah. But don't forget, they went up as champions, and Fulham went up as playoff champions. We went off in went up in second place, which is theoretically the worst position to go up as. If you go up as champions, you get a fat wad. If you go up as playoff champions, you get a fat wad. If you go up in second. You don't get much as a fat wad. <laughs> That's the thing. And so you have that money to spend, but Fulham didn't really invest it much back in the squad, clearly. Fulham invested in their squad two odd years ago when they first yeah. came up. Because I spent yeah. like 100 mil in that year they came up. And then went straight back down. 
and then have come up again this year and have kept a, a, like a couple of those players. Mm-hmm. But but again, like you talk about it, Fulham squad like they need to spend like twenty odd mil, and they still haven't been good enough. They need to spend. But, that, but, but their squad was better than Albion's mm-hmm. because we, of the hundred mil they spent a couple of years before. We we just had a whack squad to begin with, and we didn't improve where we needed to. That was the issue. We needed a better midfield. We needed a better strike force. Last year, shipping goals weren't the issue, really. We did concede, but we didn't score enough. That was our issue. Everybody concedes because of the way the game is, and you do your best to defend. And Bartley and Ajayi weren't really that bad last year. And Gibbs was on his way out at Townsend asked to play, and Furlong couldn't stop crosses to save his life. And Johnston was a flapper. But this season, they've been consistently good across the season, which is kind of aggravating because of how much we've conceded and played bad. I wouldn't say, oh, the defence is whack, the defence is shit, and that goalkeeper's shit. So they haven't. They've actually played all right. The issue is from the front, from the front down to the midfield for the consistency of the entire season, bar the last few weeks when we finally got it right and the signings have finally clicked. We've been whack. <laughs> and it, it's, it's a good, it's a good thing to point. Like you talk about how the defence this season have been consistently all right, but it goes to show how overall poor it is. Yeah. Because you're talking about how good the defense has been, but you're still the worst defense in the league. Yeah. And it goes to show how much you, how much money you need to spend to improve the squad. You're talking. We've got one. Like if you put if you if you were to show people the West Bromwich Albion squad and say the Championship squad, I'd sit there and go, yeah, yeah. We have one. We have one out and out Premiership defender. Premiership Premier League defender, right? And that's a J. That's you can see that he's class mm-hmm. the way he moves. He can play with the ball of his feet. He, he's ex Arsenal, and you can see like he's not just ex Arsenal. He's good ex Arsenal. You can see that, right? Bartley's also ex London club. I think he's ex Arsenal as well, but obviously he's a bit older. Kevin but a Jay, isn't he? Yeah, but a J he's Premier League quality, and you can see that. But you can't just live off a defence with one Premier League quality defender. Like Manu, you can't live off a defence that has one Champions League quality defender. You need two or three of that quality so you can carry one. But you can't have one Premier League quality defender carrying three not-so-quality defenders. It's the same as midfield. Watching our midfield was the most frustrating thing because... They just got walked past every game. Livermore and Sawyers just got walked past, picked off, bullied, and no pace, no energy, just so flat every week. And it was just sad to watch. But, yeah, that's the issue. Like, the the net spend and that and the backing, that's what I mean. Like, I understand you saying, like, oh, we backed Billich and we backed Allardyce, but we didn't back them in the sense we back them like it's the same with Mourinho you know when he was at Man United you wouldn't say they backed him to the extent where you wanted it he went I want Ordeveireld I want Harry Maguire and your board went we'll get Lindelof that's not backing him that's not giving the manager what he needs and what he wants it's giving him an alternate so Bilic going I need a striker I want this striker and this striker and the board going we'll get Carlon Grant He's all right. He's, he's just a big slap in the face. It's not, it's not backing your manager. It's just buying because he says he needs that position. 
like when you signed Lukaku and Ibra and everything, that's 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 the backing you want. Those are some seriously good signing. Like those are like, yeah, we mean business. Like we need to kind of kind of thing. It's not skimping and trying to find a cheap way out. Whereas Lindelof, instead of Maguire or Alderweireld or Godin, when you were sniffing around Godin or um, what's his face from Inter, the really good one, the Serbian Skriniar. Skriniar, when you were sniffing around him when Mourinho was in, but then going, ah, oh, we'll get Lindelof, but then sign Harry Maguire three years later. So like a big slap in the face. That's not backing him. That's going for the cheaper option to say you're backing him. Wasn't well, three years? It was the next year. Definitely. Yeah, it was next year. They got me from the It's been that long. They also went for Eric Bay as well. Under Mourinho, if I remember. That's what I mean. But all all Mourinho wanted was a world class centre back so that you could progress your play to the next level. But Whereas obviously, next... we we don't know if obviously you're saying Billich didn't want him. We don't know if Billich did want him. The only thing I'll say to say face there is Billich. If there's no way any Premier League manager's gone, yeah, I'll have Carl and Grant yeah. on my team. I'll have, I'll have a mid-table Champions League team. Remember, there's remember, no way any Premier League manager's saying that, this is in my same, opinion, because that's how poor he yeah. is. This is a side manager at West Ham who had, like, Enna Valencia, who was stupidly yeah, good. But, but this and, is the same manager who got in Dimitri Payet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So you could, I, I understand where you're coming from. And if if Bilic, if Bilic has turned around and gone, ah, oh, I wanted Carlan Grant, bro. Like I will perform the surgery to have a look at his brain to see if it's working, <laughs> because anybody would look at those stats and say, nah, I'm alright, son. Like it's just one of them. And I do believe it is the board finding a cheap way we've always done it it's always been the Albion way but when you've got a scout like Dan Ashworth who can find the cheap options that are actually world class and actually well world class for the Albion when you've got Dan Ashworth who can find those little gems mate that's perfect but when you've got a scout that kind of doesn't know what he's doing you know what I mean like that's that's when it's that's when the big issues turn up and that's when you call on grants appear and and I wouldn't say <coughs> been bad because he's been good here and there and he's had his flits of good moments and bad moments and then obviously like he proved to Allardyce that he needs to play, which is true. His pace and his just pressing is good. But like you just think like like I said, if the only thing I can think of when it comes to your Cookslew, Maitland-Niles, Dianya, and all those kind of players when Allardyce come in is that they were on Allardyce's books. They were with Allardyce's scouts, they were with Allardyce's people, and he knew he wanted them for the next club he was going to. That's the only thing I can think. Because if they were on Albion's books and we didn't buy them and then signed them in January with Allardyce, the scouts need to be yeeted as far away from this country as possible. <laughs> like, That's a good point. Yeah, you did make a good point in that sense. That like, if they were an Albion's book already, and they weren't suggested in the summer to get him in for the season, like, why? Yeah, I, I, it makes sense that like, Allardyce has come in, and those players have come in immediately and made that kind of difference. I'd say Maitland Niles maybe was on the radar already. Yeah, yeah, because he was on everyone's radar in that like situation. But like, like you say, like you're Kushlu's and you're uh, Dianya's. I, I feel like that was Allardyce's scouting. Yeah. 
I, I can I can agree with that. I, I can see it anyway. That's what I mean because Yukuxlu is a very Allardyce type of player. Yeah, very grit, bone, big tackles, being able. To and it shows that like the players that were brought in the summer before Allardyce came in aren't getting the sniffing. Yeah, right. Because we spoke about this for probably like thirty minutes nearly. Um, feels like it anyway. Um, Not bad considering Jim didn't want to run to Berlin. Yeah, literally. Mm. Um, go for me. You go mean to ranting about it. Yeah. I will say though, um, I will do my little league shout out, and that is to um, I want to commend Lee Bowyer for the job he's done at Birmingham City. Oh my god, <laughs> what a guy! Like to turn that squad around and do what he's done to keep them in the championship has been a, a real, real good job. I think so if, you, if you want to talk about Lee Bowyer, if you go further back. So he was obviously Charlton manager when they were in the same league as Warsaw, and they were shit. They were mid-table, and then Bowyer went in charge, and he took them. To, I don't either got promoted or they won I the playoffs. I, I can't actually, remember which one it was. I can't I remember which got, one it was. I think he was promoted because um, the season after, I think Lee Bowyer was still in charge, and he brought in. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It, it was still in charge, so like it was either a promotion or the playoffs that he like because I know they definitely got promoted, but I can't remember oh. if they got promoted automatically or the playoffs because it was in the championship and he left when he when they were struggling, even though Charlton shouldn't have been in the championship in the first place at that stage. And, and the, job, the job, the job is doing at Birmingham now is stupid. I think always seems to do it, but but the way Birmingham's track record is with managers, that he'll do a fantastic job and they'll sack him just before yeah. he does. You know what I mean? Was it for Oh, who was it? Not Gary Monk. What's the other one? What's the, what's the, oh, what's his Gary name? Rowett. Lee, Lee, yeah, thank you. Gary Rowett. When they were like in the playoffs and like the owners went, eh, sack him, get Zola in, and they finished mid table. Yeah, because the new owners come in and wanted a big name. Sacked him, got Zola in. Yeah. Zola did shit in the first six matches they played. <laughs> Sacked him immediately and got somebody else yeah. in. Got Gary Sorry. Monk in straight after that was it. But like, even then, Gary Monk did it really. Gary Monk did yeah, no. and, he, and he was gone by the next season. And I'm like, what are you... But like, but like, yeah, that I think it's somewhat like the last eight, nine, or ten games. If you look at the record, the only game they've lost is against the champions. In what? Yeah, they've only uh, lost that game. And, another, another like lower league manager to commend at the moment is Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank because he took over Burton when they were like fucking low, like going to get relegated, yeah. and they're there out. pretty much safe as well. I mean, also just a because uh, I was only meant to do one, but in saying that, um, get well soon, big day <laughs> from uh, COVID. Yeah. You got COVID in there, so get well soon. Totally so yeah. Well, thank you all for for listening. Well, we apologise again for how long it's taken to record. I am back at work, unfortunately, so I have less less time to do this. Um, but we we are working around it. We'll be recording again tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that one because that's going to be the big one uh, from the news that we've pretty much not talked about the entire of this one, which is pretty much the biggest news in football. But we still haven't <laughs> talked about it, boys. <laughs> uh, i got to wait to get us on track. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow recording. We'll upload as quickly as we can on everything we can. And until then, but everyone, I'll uh, bid you adieu. Say goodbye, boys. I do. Peace. Goodbye.